season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This Valentine's Day, it's time to join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with their exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code DOINK for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is a lawnmower 4.0. It's electric trimmer designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Did I mention that it's waterproof too? I'd like to propose making February 13th a national, a national holiday as National Shave Your Balls Day. Who's with me? I think this is one holiday that men and women can get behind. Get 20% off and Fisher Musical Doink at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and Fisher Musical Doink at Manscaped.com. Happy New Year to you and your balls. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Not everyone is someone they can lean on and talk to. That's where BetterHelp comes in. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs to match you with your own professional licensed therapist. If you ever search for a counselor in an area, you know it can take weeks or even months just to get a phone call back. With BetterHelp, you can start communicating as little as 48 hours. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year, so get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash podcast. And thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. This episode is also sponsored by CoolBet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use deposit code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, for a 100% welcome bonus of $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK, and CoolBet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at CoolBet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CoolBet Canada. CoolBet, stay cool, and bet responsibly. Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of the Double Doink Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also rate the podcast and review the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. We have a repeated guest on the show today. Looking forward to talking to him. Clay Harbor, former tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jacksonville Jaguars, most notably, and contestant on The Bachelorette in Paradise and Bachelorette. Clay Harbor, how are we doing? Good, Brendan. Thanks for having me on, man. Always love to uh, talk some football, talk some birds. So uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it. You are. I want to talk about you for to get uh, to start this off, man. What have you been up to? Like from your Instagram, it looks like you've been living the life in Miami right now. Did you move there, or or are you uh, just on vacation? No. So actually, I um I, I came from um, Chicago to Miami with some of my friends from college for a weekend. Okay. And uh, when I got here, I, I couldn't leave. 
it was very warm, 75 and sunny. Chicago yeah. was having a big snowstorm. So I decided, hey, I'm going to make a decision and I'm just going to stay out here for another week or two. And I'm really enjoying it. You know, the people out here are great. There's some good food. Obviously, you're on the ocean. And, um, you know, Miami's a good spot. I know it's growing throughout all the, uh, the pandemic and the, and the weather and everything. But um, really loving it out here. So I saw as well, you are promoting a fitness challenge. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Absolutely. So fitness has always been a huge part of my life. You know, playing football for so long, I've got to train under some really great coaches. I trained at IMG Academies in Brainton, Florida. I trained at Exos in Phoenix, some, some great, you know, uh, sports performance gyms. I've got to train with some great strength and conditioning coaches and throughout my time. And I'm also um, pretty much finished with my certified personal trainer um, cert certification and um, just all the stuff that I've learned over the years, the studying, the taking pieces from each strength coach I've learned. I decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put this into a package and share it to people. And this isn't, you have to be an NFL player to use. This is for men and women. I got two separate programs that I made with consulting from cert two certified personal trainers. I have a nutrition package that I made that I didn't make, that I hired a nutritionist to make for me. She's a doctor of nutrition and dietitian, and she's a, she's a rock star. She's amazing, and um, she, she came up with this great nutrition plan. And then also I have a physical therapist, a doctor of physical therapy, who contributed a um, physical therapy package to, if you have, say, if you have a sore low back, here's his five best workouts. You have some knee problems, here's your five best workouts. If you're at the office... You can't get to the gym. Here are five things you can do to get yourself in good condition and your body feeling better. And I put that all together in a 30-day challenge. The reason I chose 30 days, because studies have shown habits take 21 to 28 days to form. If we get people to do a 30-day challenge, I really think they can make a change. And um, this will be just a part of their lifestyle. Something I've been wanting to do, a cool project, and um, put it out for a 30-day Get Fit Challenge and um, selling it on um, online. Uh, right now, we got four days left of the pre-registration, and that's okay. um, only $30, a dollar a day for the pre-registration. After after uh, these four days, it bumps the price bumps up to $45, still a ton of value. We have giveaways from Optum Nutrition, and um, they're giving away a $300 uh, protein prize or supplement prize to the winner of the Body Transformation. We'll also have some other giveaways from Optum Nutrition, who uh, happens to sponsor me. So I think it's a really cool thing it can help a lot of people. And it's really something I'm passionate about. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I didn't know that you kind of had all three areas tied in. You have the you have the fitness aspect, the nutrition aspect, and the physical therapy aspect of it. Yeah, to me, you know, being a football player and athlete, I, I understand how each of these really work together. You can't just have a fitness challenge without a nutrition challenge. Yeah. You can't have nutrition without without fitness. So those coming together, and then the other side of that is you want to be you have to be feeling good to be doing the fitness challenge. And physical therapy has been a big part of my life. I get the physical therapy once every week at least, even if I'm feeling great, just to make sure everything's running smoothly. So I think all of that ties in, and it's just an all-included um, health and wellness get fit 30-day challenge. I will plug it into the podcast description. So if you want to take a look at it, please do. Clay, one more question about yourself. I got to ask. I saw during around Christmas time, you were traveling around Europe. What uh, what, what was your favorite destination? Kind of tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, me and, uh, me and a couple of my college friends, we called it a, um, a thanks Euro trip. <laughs> but, but, yeah, 
It's like around Thanksgiving, I guess, right? It was Thanksgiving. Okay. And the, um, my fi- it's tough because I liked them all, but I would say Portugal. We started in Porto. We trained down to Lisbon. Then we drove down to Lagos, and they were all so different but also beautiful. Porto's more of a relaxed. You're going to drink wine on the water. You know, Lisbon's a little more fast-paced. There's um, a bunch of nice restaurants, bars, clubs. Lagos is just beautiful views, scenic. You're out in nature. And that was that was really, really amazing to see all the different aspects and sides of that. And also, um, I love Paris. I know some people say they weren't big fans of Paris. I thought Paris was amazing. I thought the people were nice. I've heard people in Paris weren't very receptive to um, tourists, but that's not what I experienced. And then... Um, also went to Amsterdam. Amsterdam was pretty locked down at that point. Prague, I love Prague. Brussels, I'd say I would say Porto, Paris, and Prague together. Brussels, Amsterdam. Because I didn't get to see much of Amsterdam, but but un- yeah, unbelievable yeah. trip. It was so yeah, much. Yeah, man, it looked like fun. I'm extremely jealous of every single post you put on Instagram, man. I'm stuck in <laughs> Toronto. It's snowing. After we talk right now, I'm gonna go shovel my driveway. And you're looking at Miami. Look, you got a you got a, a wife beater on. Yeah. Not even, I, like it's just you live I'm the dream, man. You're living the life, Clay. Yeah, Sonny. I'm gonna go walk around like this outside, you know, and I'm I might be hot. It's 77 today. No. I might be a little hot out there. I hate you. I, I definitely <laughs> hate you. All right, why don't we talk some birds, Clay? Um, so the Eagles finished nine and eight on the season. They lose in the first playoff game to the Tom uh, to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's kind of funny that Tom Brady goes out on his last win against the Eagles. Um, overall, Clay, what do you think? You think this Eagles season was a, a, a success? I think it was. Um, I think it was a success. I think you got to see a lot of um, maturing from from Jalen Hurts. And, you know, I think the Eagles are going to be able to go as far as Jalen will take them. I think, you know, he's got um, – he's still got some work to do in his in his progressions and – and his reads and, and getting the ball out quickly. But um, I thought I thought he did a good job. And I know um, there's a lot of people both ways. There's a lot of people that love him. And there's a lot of people that think he, he, he needs some things to work on. So I think Jalen did good. I think you have some pieces in place. Devonta, I think, is, is one of those pieces. I think the Eagles running game, very impressive. Obviously, a running quarterback is going gonna, is gonna to crush, is going to help you with your running stats. And one of the best Eagles running teams I, I've seen in a, in a while. I don't know the stats on that, but I know they're they're one of the best that's ever been on, on the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I, I believe it was actually the best Eagles running team since 2013, Chip Kelly's first year. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. That's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible, and you, you love to see that. And I think um, I think we got some pieces in place. Obviously, we wanted to get a little further and um, beat Tom Brady there. But I thought I thought it was a successful season. Made the playoffs. You know, Jalen had some maturing. You know, he's got some weapons around him. I think we get another another stud receiver, you know, through free agency or maybe through the draft. Maybe get another linebacker to go with TJ Edwards. And um, I think the Eagles will be poised to maybe go deep into the playoffs next year. So do you think they should stick with Jalen Hurts for next year? I think I think they are. I, I don't know if um you know, I, I don't know if he's the guy. He had a good enough year, I think, to 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 get him to come back for another year yeah I did have a good enough year to to see if we can if he can progress and hopefully he can you know I, I think um I think he's shown some some glimpses of being special I think he needs to work on his progressions the speed yeah. I think he needs to work on getting the ball out quicker and um, keeping his eyes downfield a little more but I think he's earned another year 
what if so this is just a hypothetical here eagles have three first round picks right now heading into this year it, it doesn't happen very often and knowing howie roseman i'm assuming he's going to want to wheel and deal and i'm assuming he's not going to just use all three draft picks to draft players this draft it just wouldn't make sense that's not how we style do you what let's let's put it out there russell wilson's available for three first round picks these let's say two this year one next year if you're the eagles do is the roster good enough for you to pull the trigger on something like that for me i, I don't i don't know i don't think so i mean russell is obviously he's a, he's a amazing talent but i, I see him slowing down a little mm -hmm. bit you know, I mean, look at his numbers this year compared to the Russell of, you know, the past. And obviously his, you know, his resume is incredible, what he's done in this league. And, you know, he can be something special. If there's going to be a guy that's going to come back guns blazing, Russell Wilson is one of those guys that just works his tail off, who studies, does everything he can in the offseason to get ready for a um, for another for another round to make sure that his uh, his team is, is successful. But I'm not sure I make that make yeah. that I don't I don't know if the the roster's ready for that right now for that move I think that I <clears throat> build the talent maybe through the draft I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if if we just built the talent through the draft mm -hmm. drafted cool. some young talent I think that's the way to go I actually think the best case scenario for them is if they could find a trade partner kind of that will that will trade up and take maybe pick 15 or 16 then you can gather another first round pick for next year if you do need a quarterback quarterback drafts a little better for next year yeah, right. no, I like that. Get a get another get a pick first round pick for next year and get a couple yeah. more guys in the roster, fill a couple of holes, maybe you know a couple second round picks, uh, you know later first round, another second round or third round, and um, you know they they Eagles have done a, a pretty solid job of drafting of late, so I think that that's um that'd be something I'd be happy if if that happened. Agreed. Okay, why don't we talk about your uh, your other little team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Clay? Uh, I gotta ask you, what what is going on there? They haven't had a head coach since week five. Why isn't Byron Leftwich head coach? And is, are they that dysfunctional? Like, are we missing something here, or are they just straight that dysfunctional? You know, I love Jacksonville, man. I mean, you know, after Philly, I, you know, I played in Jacksonville for three years. Um, to this day, I think, I mean, I don't regret things, but leaving Jacksonville for New England. When, when Jacksonville really was my home and I loved the organization so much, I had the same contract offer, you know, it's the same deal. And I went to New England. I, sh I felt like I should have stayed looking in hindsight, should have stayed in Jacksonville. So I felt that's, that was home at the point. And, um, you know, I love the ownership over there. Shad was great, but um, I feel like they're, you know, they're becoming kind of like a laughing stock. Yeah. You know, since week five of the season or, or I don't know which week was not week five, but um, you have this long to find a find a head coach longer than any other team. What's holding you up? Like, what's that's what I'm concerned about. Are you still not sure? You've met several times a couple different candidates. Let's get a coach in there. Let's get a guy that can go to the you know you can you can go and you can start scouting players. You know you can go to the Senior Bowl, the East West Shrine Game. You can go start scouting players. You can look at free agency. You want to have that team in place that can get ready for the season and really push into this offseason strong. Start looking at free agents. Okay, what does this team need? You don't want to get a guy in there that's rushing, that doesn't really have a chance to look at all the positions on the field, on the team. You know, what do we need here? What do we need here? What can we do better? You want to get a guy, you want to get a team in place that can really take advantage of this time, this offseason, to 
build something special, contact the players, find out what you need. And that's just one of the reasons I think, you know, it's, it's more than this, but one of the reasons the Jaguars just aren't a winning organization. Mm-hmm. Things like this. Find your guy, stick to him, give him some time to go out and do his thing to get the team in place instead of, you know, you're behind, behind schedule. Now this guy's in here. He's rushing to try to fill some holes. And, you know, next thing you know, we, we get two or three wins next season. It's funny. I, uh, I, I'm starting to feel bad for Jaguars fans. I didn't know that they had like a, such a passionate fan base. Everyone kind of thought that they were it's just the least um, at the, the worst fan base in the league. But like I've, since like kind of mid this year, I've kind of started looking at Jacksonville Twitter. Like Jaguars Twitter is very entertaining. There's a lot of funny people on there and they love their team. They just want to see a winner. They just want to see a head coach come in and, and kind of bring Trevor Lawrence up to where he should be. Jaguars Twitter is hilarious. It's hilarious. It's been like one of the funniest things I've kind of found on Twitter over the last recent months. Yeah, Jack, and they do have fans, but you got you got to think of it. They've had that one winning season, where in my eyes, I think they got screwed out of the Super Bowl in the AFC Championship game against the uh, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. If you remember back then, Miles Jack, that was a fumble recovery. Remember Miles Jack picking that ball up? Yep. Recovery. There was yeah. a few plays in that game. That yeah. Yelling at my TV, I'm, pulling for, I'm like, are you kidding me? And um, you know, Duval deserved that. And it, it's tough to, uh, it's tough because you know these fans are passionate and they do love the Jags. But when you're putting a product like that out every year, it's kind of tough. It's hard for them to to go pay money to go watch this team play when you know for a fact that you, you're not winning games and. It's kind of embarrassing for them, you know. They're out there supporting, and then you know it's year after year after year. You got the same, you know, same product on the field. So I'm hoping they can get it turned around. I love Duval. The fans were great, and um, you know, I think if if we can get a, a decent coach in here, let's just hire Byron Left, which a guy that's yeah. one in Jacksonville, he's one in Duval. Yeah. The fans love the people there. Love the guy. Love. It just him. seems too obvious. Like I don't get it. Like, why is he not the coach? It's crazy. People love. You want to bring some excitement to Jacksonville? Yeah. You know Byron Leftwich. It's it's crazy. I, I don't get how he's not a head coach at um, in Jacksonville. Like he's the old quarterback. People love him. It just it seems too obvious for them not to do it. It's insane. <laughs> um, all right. Why don't we uh, why don't we talk about the Brian Flores lawsuit that just came out a couple of days ago? Um. So if you haven't heard, Brian Flores is following a lawsuit against the NFL. Um, regarding the the process of head coaching interviews and other kind of misconducts that have happened to him in the NFL over the last couple of years, Miami Dolphins, Denver Broncos, and the New York Giants were named in the lawsuit. It's been a stink that's kind of followed me over the last couple of years, Clay, when I've started kind of when I started writing for this league professionally, um, is the lack of black head coaches in the NFL. It's always bugged me. And it just the amount of this like the level that they have to hit compared to white head coaches. I think a perfect example is Steve Wilkes in Arizona just a couple of years ago was fired up for one year for Cliff Kingsbury, who was a coach in college with under with Patrick Mahomes couldn't have a winning season with Patrick Mahomes in college. And then he comes to Arizona. He has two back-to-back losing seasons, just underperformed again this year, in my opinion. And it just, it's another example. And another one is D'Amico Ryan's getting interviews over, uh, over um, Jonathan Gann. I think that's another perfect example of the problem in the NFL right now. He's a first year defensive coordinator had a better defense, took the defense to the playoffs, beat Dallas green Bay, and he still can't get a head coaching interviews compared to Jonathan Gannon. Clay, was this something that you noticed um, when you were playing? Were players talking about this? And what was? And do you think this this will pro, um, this will progress change in the NFL? Yeah, I definitely think it's uh, it's something that needs to be addressed. I know there's a Rooney Rule, but you know it looks like you know I, I think innocent until proven guilty with the NFL. But um, 
you know, there's there's one black head coach in the league right now after uh, after Flores uh, got fired for a you know nine and eight season. I think a lot of teams would have been um, would have been happy with that. <clears throat> that's to me, it's you know that's that's a decent that's a decent year right there, and I think he he deserved uh, another shot right there, and um, I think that he he's brought up some valid points. He thinks that maybe some of these Rooney Rule inter- interviews are sham interviews just to you know, they already know they got their guy. They're going to bring a guy in there just because they, they want to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And the league where 65% of the, the players are black, and they know it doesn't necessarily correlate to the amount of coaches, but there are. Look at the amount of coordinators. There's 25 coordinators, 26 coordinators in the NFL that are black. Those coordinators, guys, are one step below the co- the head coaches. Why are there so many coordinators, but then, then the team doesn't want to hire the the, the, the black coach? and Byron Leftwich, Eric Bieniemy, Todd yeah. Bowles. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And you brought up, uh, you know, D'Amico Rhines, who's an old teammate yeah. of mine. Eagles, love D'Amico. Smart guy, intelligent dude, knows the game of football. And um, he's not getting any interview requests. And, and Jonathan Gannon, with the worst defense and a, and a yeah. younger, you know, a younger uh, guy is getting this um, these interviews. So, you know something something's off to me, and um, I'm hoping that that you know Flores can can really bring this to light and, and bring forth a change. And I think it's really you know really brave of him to do because mm-hmm. he's probably not going to get hired as a head coach again after this type of lawsuit. You know he put his career on the line. You know I know I know Brian Flores. I played with he was on staff with me when I was in New England. He I always always uh, had respect for the guy. He was always quiet, did his job. You know was good at um good at motivating his players he's the defensive back coach there and um mike patricia was the uh was the uh defensive coordinator matt patricia excuse me and um we had a great we had a great staff there we had you had brian dable you had patricia you had josh uh, josh mcdaniel you had flores and it's tough to see uh flores getting a you know a raw shake like he is uh this time around yeah he must be so frustrated like going into an interview knowing you're not getting the job like it's just like disheartening you know like it just kind of pulls it pulls your 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 happiness down I, it's it's crazy that the giants wouldn't even just want to talk to the guy i just i said this on my i said this to my uh, my mom earlier yesterday i said if brian flores was available and i was running a head coaching process he'd be the first guy i'd call like it would be the first one i'd get an interview with like and he would be the <laughs> first guy i talked to like it doesn't make any sense yeah that's it's just it's strange it's strange and i'm hoping that this can um you know, this can bring forth uh, some sort of a change there and, and really, you know, stop teams from maybe just interviewing, just interviewing, interview yeah. people and really do something good for people. So Tom Brady officially has called it a career 22 seasons in the NFL. Um, I got I to add, is he the best, like, in your mind, best football player of all time? I think so. I think he's um, – I think he, he might be the best overall um, – player in any sport ever if, if you look at the amount of titles obviously you got bill russell will chamberlain some guys maybe have more titles than him but seven rings as a quarterback you know two teams um the amount of stats the, the greatest quarterback of all time in my opinion there's no position in sports that that is as important as a quarterback in what mm-hmm. i mean a point guard in basketball no a pitcher in baseball can control the game but I don't think so. I mean, golf, individual sports, like obviously you're the, as far as the team sports concerned, 
I think football is the, is the most important sport position in any sport. I think Tom Brady played that position better than anybody ever has for a longer time than anybody ever has. And the guy, the crazy thing, the guy's retiring when he's still putting up numbers. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. He led the league in passing touchdowns and passing yards. Yes. He's not, he's not retiring because he's not producing anymore. Yeah. He's retiring because he wants to spend time with his wife and kids. Okay. Tom could probably play three more years and make Pro Bowls for three more years. Maybe get another MVP if you put a right team around him. Mm-hmm. So, it's I mean, crazy. I yeah. He's going at the top of his. He's, at the, he's going at the top. Like he could argue that there was no way he was slowing down. There was no signs that he was going to be playing worse next year. No, and um, I mean, if you look at if Michael Jordan would have stayed retired, um, you know that's uh, that's how Michael Jordan went out with that last shot in the Jaguars. You know, yeah. on the Jazz. I mean, obviously, you know Tom Brady didn't win at all, but you know Mike went out on top um, at that point, and. Uh, Looking at that game though, I feel like I feel like that you know the the old line just not giving Tom any time to to throw the ball. Maybe had a had a had a part in that, you know. If yeah, you get, you're probably like I don't want to get hit like this again. Like going out healthy is something that a lot of football players aren't able to do, and you know that, right? Like you just from being in the league, a lot of players are forced to retire due to injury, not being able to retire on their own. So when he probably got rocked a few times by Bob Miller and Aaron Donald coming at his face, he's like, look, I'm healthy. I got a bunch of money. I got TV 12 sports. I can go lie in the sun with my hot girlfriend. You know, I, I get it. He doesn't have to do anything, man. The amount of money yeah. that Tom raised, if he doesn't want to, obviously him, a guy like him, so competitive, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out with some kind of, you know, conglomeration, um, you know, uh, in the next few years when he's done. Yeah. So you uh you actually were around in New England for a few months and you were played with Tom Brady. You got a got to ask you got a story you can tell here about Brady, anything that kind of caught your eye while you were there? Anything he did that was interesting? Oh yeah, I got a couple funny stories, but the one story people ask me about Tom Brady, I tell them was um I signed with Tom, I signed with New England. I was there the whole uh the whole off season, the OTAs, training camp. Um all that good stuff. And then I was there for uh, five games during the regular season and um, <clears throat> preseason training camp, whatever. But I got really good at this game that we used to play. It's a game to where uh, you had to remember these plays. New England has a ton of plays. You just, you have to remember the call. Just got to know. So you say one word, you got to know the snap count, you got to know the formation, you got to know the checks, you got to know everything. So you say, um, you know, water, water, or something. You got to go. You got to know. Okay, that's uh, that's green right, three seventy three Y stick, X slant and go. You know, it's water. You got to know the whole play and that the possible check there is, you know, zone away. You know, whatever. So I got really good. We play it both ways. So you say green right, three seventy three. I know that's water. I just know that because the formation it has to be. You say you say all right, water. I go green right, three seventy three Y stick, whatever. So we're playing this game. And I got really good at it. I would listen to it in my, my headphones every day on my way to work. I would, if I had some extra time, I'd listen to it. I'd write it all out. And um, I was always beating the tight ends. I was beating Gronk. I was beating Martellus Bennett. I was beating all these guys. Tom comes in our room. Uh, he's talking about some plays. Like, yeah, guys, you know, we're going to run this play. And I'll make sure we're going to take it two yards deeper. Instead of running it at 10 yards, the linebackers are getting some extra depth. We're going to run it at 12. 
was talking about a play. We're like, oh, cool. And Dable, Brian Dable, I think he I think he got a head coaching job. I don't know if he's been officially announced. Yeah, he, New York hired him. New York hired him. It's funny. He yeah. took over for Joe Judge, and, you know, they were on the same staff there that year as well. Joe Judge was my, my uh, special teams coach, and now Dable's the um, – was the tight end coach, not Dable's yeah. judge. <laughs> Anyways, so Tom Dable's like, I bet Tom, I bet you can't beat Clay in the in the game. And everybody knew what the game was that he was playing. He's like, he's like, Dave's called Dable Dave's. Dave's, come on, man. I've been here for <laughs> for eight years, seventeen years. I'm like, I don't know, man. This this kid's pretty fast at this game. And I'm like, come on, man. I don't want to play against Tom. <laughs> we start playing the game. Um, Table, you know, all right, uh, water, green, right, 373 West. Tom's like, well, you know, all right, then you come again, you'll say it the other way, like, say a play, like, blue left, 373. I go, oh, that's, um, that's can, that's can. And I, I beat Tom. I beat him like five to two, and everyone's oh, like, ah. <laughs> and Tom left. He's noticeably pissed off. He's really, I'm like, dude, is he serious? Slams the door, leaves the tight end room. I don't think anything else of it. The guys are all laughing. Next day, we go into we go into tight end meetings. I'm just sitting there, you know, writing notes, tables talking, you know, just you know, doing my thing, listening to the plays. Door opens. All right, Clay, motherfucker, let's go. I look, it's Tom. I'm like, what? He's like, let's go, Dable. The game, let's go. I'm like he's like, let's go, Clay, let's go. I'm like, all right. <laughs> we play the game, and Tom beats me five to nothing. Before any question, he knew it just like that. Leaves the room. He's like, that's right. Leaves the room, slams the door, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, no way. <laughs> so he went home, studied, because I beat him in this dumb game, came back <laughs> just to prove that he was better than me. You talk about competitiveness. That is an ultra competitor. It was it was oh, incredible. Man. Story, but that's the one Tom Brady story I have about the, the competitiveness of this guy. Yeah, it's funny. You probably, you definitely thought about that all night. That Clay beat me in this game. I gotta come back and beat him tomorrow. Thought about it all night. Studied, yeah. went over the fucking plays, made sure that he oh, knew yeah. he was up on it, and he comes back and kicks my ass. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I know he's like, like you said, most competitive guy ever. He like probably all night probably bugged him, probably couldn't sleep, couldn't wait to get <laughs> back to the to to the stadium or to the practice facility to do that to you. That's really uh, that's really funny. All right, Clay, one more question before you go. I gotta ask you. I had a pe- couple people want me to ask you this question. So, you uh, are you single currently right now? I am. Are you okay? You look chiseled as ever. So, are you ever <laughs> going to get back into the bachelorette or bachelor life? I was told to ask this question. So, no, I am uh, I am retired from from Bachelor Nation. Um, I enjoy watching it though. I think it's funny. It's uh, and my cousin, you know, my cousin's on the show now. I think he's going to Paradise this year. I'm just having fun, enjoying him go through the uh, all the Bachelor stuff that I went through. But I am officially retired. Hang my Bachelor jersey up, <laughs> and um, we'll just watch from afar now. Got it. All right, that is Clay Harbor. Great talking to you, man. Really appreciate it. I'm going to plug in your 30-day fitness challenge into the the podcast description. So if you want to check that out, please do. Clay, before we go, why don't you just plug in your social media accounts? Yeah, appreciate it, Brennan. My uh, my Instagram is just ClayHarbs82. Twitter is ClayHarbs82. And 
Also, I guess we're doing TikTok now too. You should get on that, Brendan. Um, Clay Harbs eighty two. Bring some birds to TikTok, maybe. I yeah, I mean, it's my goal for like after the Super Bowl. I want to start getting into more video content, TikTok stuff. So, future people can't focus longer than fifteen seconds nowadays. They just want to sit there and swipe. Absolutely. Clip yeah. For fifteen seconds, I think that'll take off. Exactly. That's what I'm gonna be doing. All right, man. We really appreciate you coming on, man. We'll talk soon. All right, later, Brendan.